Hello, and welcome to the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, the podcast where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall to answer all of your comic book questions. I'm Paulo. I am the one known as Doug. I'm Ed. And with us, as always, is our friend Matt. Matt says hello. <laughs> so, guys. Good, good job. Thank you. So, guys, what the hell is the multiverse? So, are we talking quantum physics here or are we talking in comic books? <laughs> I mean, remember, you gotta, you gotta clarify the situation. Come on. <laughs> I mean, this is a comic book, uh, comic book podcast, but let's mix it up. Let's go quantum. Okay, so do we want to talk about, like, brain theory, God, inflation no. theory? Let's talk about the comic like, books. Come on, okay, guys. Okay, okay, okay. I, I thought so, just... Well, all right. So the interesting, the interesting part about the multiverse, yeah. The interesting part about comics, at least in my opinion, is we absolutely have it both as a concept where we use it as story plot points. We use it as a writing tool to let people write uh, stories that are out of context with the actual storyline of what's going on, and we do use it in our kind of our real life. Like pretty much anyone who writes fan fiction is technically writing a multiverse story. So, you see, but what's weird, though, about comics, though, is it seems like it interacts more with each other. Like, uh, you know, the idea, it, it sounds kind of like we're talking about, like, uh, ever see that show, uh, that show, Sliders? Yes. Oh, my God. That, that show is the greatest and the worst. No, you mean the last time Jerry O'Connell had a career? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Get that paycheck. I miss Where, that, man. Gimli, Gimli the Dwarf was playing a doctor. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. John Reese Davies. What's even weirder about it too is that um, he's like a normal height. <laughs> there, there is nothing more unnerving than seeing Gimli be like you know five foot ten. Look how many orcs he killed at like his dwarf size. <laughs> well, he's that'd be like Peter. Listen, okay. he's being a doctor. He's being a doctor in that show. He doesn't. He doesn't kill people on that show. Come on. Hippocratic Oath. It'd be like Peter Dinklage being like six foot five. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that. Got regular people hands now. <laughs> <laughs> oh Who dressed god. him? Oh. oh my god. Who dressed him? Oh. He didn't do it himself. So, so back he to- needed help to put those yeah. boots on. Look yeah, at him. So, He's so, adorable. So, 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 back, so back to multiverse and comic books, though, because like the thing I always keep hearing about is like I saw a DC comic once, and I think it said like the new. The new 72 or something? The new 52. I went to Walmart and was like, what is this funny book over here? What the fuck is a Batman? Uh, ironically, <laughs> enough, ironically enough, Walmart now actually sells a special issue of DC Comics that's only available at Walmart. Walmart's got its own exclusive DC line. Get that money, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but guys, our movies aren't doing well. Oh, Walmart, help God. us. Well, that's why the nickname, I think a nickname for a lot of people regarding that that DC. So speaking of the, the multiverse idea with the DC movies, um, we actually call it the nickname among some of us friends here is we call it the DC Murderverse. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is its own canon uh, Earth on the in the DC multiverse. Though. Is it? I believe so. I couldn't tell you what number, but I believe it's canon. So basically, though, this this DC multiverse, it's kind of like, um, again, kind of like a slider. It's kind of like a Rick and Morty where it's just parallel universes where everybody has uh, their own story, but it differs. And I assume, you know, they're infinite. Right. Well, at one point they were infinite and then they weren't. 
And now they technically are again? No, they decided that it was uh, 52. Well, no, well, did in in metal there's 53 and there's more than no, one multiverse. In metal, yeah. in metal, if I recall correctly, it was actually the whole idea of the dark multiverse was a mirror multiverse that's actually mm -hmm. worlds that never kind of came to be or, into or our that, yeah. that shouldn't be. exactly and they were infinite as opposed to the worlds that came to be which are the 52 that the dc universe relies on i only say 53 because there is that scene with detective chimp when he uh he, he's like oh greetings from the 53rd earth and he's got a bunch of different batman with him oh my god that's right i completely forgot about that of that that, <laughs> that scene so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about there was a recent um recent comic series that came out called Marvel uh was it Dark Knight Metal Dark Knights Metal yes, Yeah Dark Knights Metal Dark Knights Metal, Knights right. Metal. So uh, and that's N I G H T and not K N I G H T Was it Yep ah. So So okay so DC they have about as many alternate universes as Baskin Robbins has flavors Yeah so, almost almost double but almost. close Oh Rocky Road Earth is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so so then how does how does somebody like Marvel do it differently? Um, they have generally relied on an infinite multiverse um, until recently with a storyline where all of the multiverses collapse into each other and into one reality. But that was a storyline, um, Secret Wars. Oh, when Doctor Doom kind of. Um became god yeah became god pretty much yeah. yeah yeah well that was my next question which secret wars are we talking about are we talking about the one that was a uh pretty much just a big toy commercial no no that was from the 80s and uh, uh, travesty yeah. in a lot of ways the but, secret, i don't even yeah. know what you guys are talking this about is, so so in 2015 a writer by the name of jonathan hickman um Ooh. he kind of marvel kind of helped uh, pretty much put him in lead to write kind of the next phase of the marvel storyline so to speak and his big plot point was this idea that the characters, uh, this group of superheroes called the Illuminati, discovered that there was um, something going on in reality that was causing different realities to merge onto each other. Uh, like they were collapsing into each other at certain points. And, you know, you would occasionally see episodes where the Illuminati, which was uh, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, uh, Black Bolt of the Inhumans, Namor, and at one point it was Captain America, but they decided that Captain America was too much of a goody two-shoes for them, so they knocked him out and wiped his memory of the whole uh, episode. That's a dick oh, move. How, Bat how Justice leaked to Batman. Of Indeed. Um, I forget who they replaced And him. I believe you got... Did you say Xavier? Am I going crazy? No, Xavier was part of the original Illuminati. Yeah. And, and when Richards. you say Illuminati, you're talking about uh, heroes and not like uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce? <laughs> Illuminati? Yes. Not Jay-Z and Beyonce Illuminati. I'm talking about actual heroes Illuminati. It's kind of like the the Marvel kind of secret council who kind of, they decide what everyone else is supposed to do, so to speak. Uh, yeah, Doug, you, you were saying something? You mentioned Tony Stark and Reed Richards? Uh, yeah, I didn't mention Reed Richards. Reed Richards is super important. I apologize for not mentioning him. Uh, no, Reed Richards. Okay. I also, did you say Tony Stark? I did say Tony Stark. I said Iron Man. Okay, I wasn't. How, how drunk was Iron Man when he was there? Was he drunk? Not at, that at point? all. Not at all. No. Not at all. Ah, he must have. He must have left his bottle at home. <laughs> so what they do is they decide that they're going to start um, systematically collapsing certain Earths to try to save the main, uh, what Marvel calls it, six one six Earth, which is the main Earth. 
And so the last issue before the actual Secret War storyline picks up is when the Ultimates universe, which was a reimagining of the Marvel universe that was made to be more uh, reader friendly so people could pick up into it, collapsed into the main 616 universe. And Those are the last two so, universes for yes. the record. So, okay. So, but like, when did, when did all this insanity with alternate universes even begin though like like why is it 616 is, is there any significance behind that number uh that is uh, the because ad- ray mysterio already had the monopoly on the 619 <laughs> I, I believe that's because that is the so. address this the number address of uh their office in their building on their street in new york yeah really i believe so not 616 street but i'm saying that the, their building number or office number was 616, at least when it started. Oh, ah. I'm looking this up right now. Corporate offices. Let's find out where their address is. Nope. Incorrect. It's 135 <laughs> West <laughs> Street. <laughs> Suck it, Doug. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Google one, Doug zero. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I was actually right. curious because I have um one of my old coworkers actually works for Marvel now. Uh, he's one of their graphic oh. designers. Um. But can he get a sweet merch? Listen, I've been I've been trying. I mean, I'm trying to get a job there, but let's be honest, the chance of that happening is slim to none. But back back to the point of the well, with that attitude. Yes. Well, back to the idea of the uh, alternate universes. Um, back to the idea, you get a job at Marvel. So, so oh, sorry, yeah, go, ahead. So, you know, go ahead. You know, no. So so basically, then. Um, all right. So we have instances where they're using these multiple universes to get people to jump on easier, as you guys just had mentioned with the Ultimates. Um, they're you know they're kind of merging it with the six one six, like you were saying before. Um, now, I mean, how how does this tie into the movies at all? Well, ironically, the movies themselves are, I think, on Marvel's end, considered their own universe. So, so like the characters, kind of like Star Trek. Though. So to speak, like the the characters in themselves exist in that universe. And I've seen instances where in the comics themselves, they show pictures of the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters in panels where they're showing alternate universes. Well, that's also funny because if I remember correctly, in a couple of the movies, they make reference to their comic books. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say as recent as uh, Logan, they were using like the the x-men in comic books as a plot point yeah yeah that's what i was thinking of exactly that nah, that's, a, that's actually exactly a good point i did i completely forgot about that in logan yeah it's because you're too busy crying at that movie oh Jesus. my god that movie just <laughs> destroys you isn't this wonderful logan that fucking oh, no. god, don't remind oh, me no. i get so sad when i watch that that version of xavier uh, yeah you know what makes it worse that it's patrick stewart He's such a great actor, though. I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do. He's such a great actor. Yeah. Isn't he like 95? Something like that. I mean, seriously, he's going to die. William Shatner's going to die in our lifetime. Well, I, I don't give a shit about Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about Shatner. The hell with Shatner. Well, because I always hear stories about how much of a dick Shatner is in real life, but I always hear nothing but great things about uh, Patrick Stewart because, you know, he's he comes from like such a, a proper and prestigious Shakespearean acting career and one day somebody's like, hey, you want to do Star Trek? And he's like, I need to eat. I'll do it. <laughs> he's like, I'll totally take I'll that do paycheck. it. Whatever. So, this, this isn't going to fucking work. And then it took and then it did. Yeah. And, then, and what, then he gave us Picard. Yeah. Come on. Well, ironically, yeah. so one of the funny parts that I've in watching some of the documentaries that they have on TNG, um, okay. 
he was a complete dick the first season. Like the first season <laughs> on the show, he was like, I'm a Shakespearean actor. You can't, what is this? This ridiculousness that you're making me write. And then by the end of it, he was so chill and mellow with everyone that he was, he was the captain of that entire crew. Not just, <laughs> not just the actual actors, but the crew I'm of the, the crew. Like all the, the light people, the makeup people, everybody loved him by the end of it. He right, ran I'm sure that said, shit. I'm pretty sure you said the light people, but I heard the white people. <laughs> <laughs> white people love Patrick Stewart. Everybody loves him. Oh, That's not right. untrue. That's not, that is, I'm, that I'm, is I'm, not I'm, untrue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up one more Shakespearean actor fact. Um, speaking of Shakespearean actors, I always got to mention this whenever people bring this up. Did you guys know uh, Leslie Nielsen was actually another uh, proper Shakespearean actor? I remember hearing that he was like a really serious actor originally, and they they thought like because his uh, his acting was so like stern, putting or making him almost a straight man in these like in these ridiculous movies would work. And lo and behold, it did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it really did though. It really did. Oh man, I missed that man. Like, are you gonna tell me Airplane's not fantastic? Airplane's one of the best movies ever made. Hands down. Yeah. So so which uh, alternate Marvel Cinematic Universe does that take place in? Because I'm pretty sure Disney now owns the company that what, made that What, movie. Airplane? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it works. Guys, I can't wait to get my, my Airplane MCU crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, DC has DC has a crossover with Looney Tunes. They do. They did. It's fantastic. They did. Batman, Batman had a crossover with uh, Elmer Fudd. They did. Uh, but but how could he? It's not it's not Bat season. I can't do a good Elmer Fudd. Didn't Daffy Duck become Green Lantern? Daffy, yes, yes. and one, yes, yes. Daffy yes. Duck did become Green Lantern. However, his crossover uh, was with the Joker. Huh? Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Actually, I, I, just I recently did, that came out. Yeah, that's right. They did do a villains line of that. Um, I know they did Marvin the Martian and Martian Manhunter, which I, I thought was was too good. <laughs> did you actually read it? Yeah, I did not read that. I I oh. I read some of the Batman stuff, and that was surprisingly good. It sounds like it should be terrible, though. No, it sounds. Speaking. Oh, speaking on the same kind of wavelength. Do you guys remember Space Ghost? Yes. Yes. Uh, back in like 2004, I want to say it was. It was like either anywhere between 2002 and 2006. They did a a, a reboot of Space Ghost. It was I think it was like a six issue miniseries. Super dark and super gritty. Huh. It was really good. I looked that up because I mean, I'm I'm still stuck on Looney Tunes and DC because you know A as you said before it seems these days DC is like over the top with its darkness and just whenever I hear Looney Tunes and crossover all I could think of is like the T-shirts with the Looney Tune characters dressed up like crisscross with clothes backwards. <laughs> well, B boys dance. Yeah, being over the being over the top dark. You guys saw the Titan, that Titans trailer, right? Oh my god, which is uh. a, supposed to be its own <laughs> universe. As well, just, just, yeah, that that one also has its own Earth. It, it's a it's it's a really bad one. So so <laughs> to Grayson mowing people that, down that with a assault kind of, rifle. That kind of infuriates me because it brings up another point to this whole um, using the multiverse as a as a plot point. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're right, writing all, tool, if you will. Of course, one of the things you're all familiar with is the the TV shows, the CW TV shows right now that are mm -hmm. where the Flash, Green Arrow, uh, Black Lightning. Uh, I was Supergirl. hoping this is going to turn into a discussion of Teen Titans Go, but we can keep on with that. Well, no, we can actually that, discuss that Teen hilarious. Titans too. Teen Titans Go and their movie, which ironically was fantastic from what I've heard. I, I, I mean, ironic. That show is great. I haven't watched I like it. it I haven't watched it. 
It's I, it's good. It's funny. It's really. I'm funny. unfortunately still angry about the fact that. Um, Listen, get over yourself because the writers already have. Yes. Sure. <laughs> no, no. Do, do you know the, what? The, you know the what I'm entire about. joke. The entire joke of that show is oh the people that like the old show hate the show because it's not the old oh show. no I'm not talking about the old yeah. show I'm talking about Young Justice. Oh, oh. right. Well, there's oh. also there's also there's also a, a, a Young Justice crossover with Teen Titans Go. Is there really? Uh-huh. What? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Young Justice characters show up drawn like the Young Justice characters. They they look at the Teen Titans Go characters and they're like, you guys aren't taking yourself seriously enough. Like, like you guys will never be real heroes. So the longer that the uh, the episode goes on, the more like the more jacked and the more serious and the grittier everybody gets. Because <laughs> everyone needs to get serious. Well, that's that's just another example of how ridiculous the idea of a multiverse can be. Now, yeah. I mean, look, Marvel, Marvel, good. Marvel did it in a very interesting way, and DC has their own method of doing it. But uh, going back to Matt's original question is when did this kind of start? Um, it's kind of been in place all throughout the Silver Age of comics. Like a lot of the the out of uh, story out of storyline. Uh, Things like, for example, Bat Superman getting a divorce from Lois Lane, or uh, the adventures of Superman and um, what's his what was his name? The his camera guy, Jimmy Olsen. Yes, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. His camera guy. <laughs> his camera guy, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> the guy that he's, he's shooting that YouTube documentary with. Exactly. No, he. Um. Th- a lot of those stories are not considered. Um. Canon. Quote unquote. Yeah. Canon. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Canon. Yeah. But but was it? Because we're talking what the Silver Age? What is that? The seventies? No. Well, 60s. I would even say that, yeah. You mm-hmm. you go back. To, yeah, yeah. But I mean, because like, was it just kind of like, oh, hey, we wrote a story. It sucks. Uh, it's not canon. That's exactly what they used to do. Sometimes, yeah. But I I want to say the first time that they really entered at least DC introduced anything was uh, they wanted to do that. They wanted to bring back uh, Green Lantern and the Flash and give them to different people, mm-hmm. or I should say, give the mandals to the other to, to other people. Uh, but back in the 40s, you already had Alan Scott and uh, Jay Garrick. So you're talking about a flash of two, the Flash of Two Worlds? Yes. That's a great story. The flash of Two Worlds is really good. That's the oh, first. Yeah. I think that's where they introduced the Flash of the Silver Ages, which was the the older Flash that had the um, the the, the, the metal helmet. worker hat. Yeah, the winged helmet and the metal the, the that metal kind of iron worker helmet. Yeah, he, he had, they had like like the, the giant like fish metal fishbowl thing on his head with the lightning bolt. Yes. So so what year are we talking about now? Uh, I want to say that's the late seventies. Hold on, let me look that up actually, because now you have me curious as to when that book exactly. No, it was came definitely out. definitely before the late seventies. Wait, when that storyline or when the character? No, no storyline. When that, that storyline? Because because yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to get an understanding when. You know, when did all this insanity about 1961? There you go. So 1961 is about when uh, multiple universes, multiverses started becoming a trope. Well, so the big storyline that kind of kind of merged all this together would be the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline, which is back in um, 85. Yeah, but it was such a it kind of got out of control at that point. Yeah. It, it, it's a marker, though. It's it is pre-crisis and post-crisis well, in the DC universe. So it okay. was such a difference. So kind of to kind of explain a little bit on what what Doug's talking about with crisis is um, nowadays a crisis on a DC storyline is considered a super major event. 
Um, a lot of and things. This to... Crazy cataclysmic, you know, universe changing. Exactly, which is which is exactly what happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is where they took this idea of all of these different Earths that existed, which, as they call them, were infinite Earths, and they all began to destroy themselves. So something was the, the big whole stick was something was destroying them, and no one was really sure what it was. Global warming. <laughs> Al Gore. Al Gore was destroying the multiverse. Al Gore invented global warming. <laughs> so Al Gore. So in other words, Al Gore is the anti monitor. What? Al Gore is the anti. Al Gore is the anti monitor. <laughs> well, so to, so kind of given who watches the Watchmen, Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> so Marv Wolfman takes this idea of the infinite Earths and he uses it to kind of condense all of these Earths, um, because all of a sudden you have this big bad villain called the anti monitor going around destroying them and like literally erasing them from existence mm. um this is also the same storyline where the barry allen flash sacrificed himself to save the multiverse to it, save everything it, it's true but everything. uh just going back to one of the reasons that they really wanted this to happen is they had uh different universes as they said but like they had different teams in different universes they had, the Justice Society of America, mm -hmm. JSA, and they were kind of their own Earths. And they had, you know, the regular, like, uh, Justice League Earth. And then they had kind of a few Silver Age remnant Earths around. And they just, also they had like a, a Shazam universe. And they wanted to bring it all together and have all their characters in one universe with one continuity because there were yeah, so they're... many contradicting story points over the decades because you know everyone was just like oh it doesn't count you know this this right right this, right yeah. this is standalone it kind so, of yeah, they kind of wanted to streamline everything put all their eggs in one basket exactly. right it, it becomes right. It, it kind of becomes like a reboot so to speak so that now people can be like oh so this happened and this is the story of what happened so like right. it, it was to, the to, to build on what you just yeah at the time it was the reboot um but so but dc does something like this once every like 10 or 15 years where they kind of it's because saying now that it's a reboot might not be the right word, but they'll 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 kind of hit the reset button, but they'll go everything. Or they'll, they'll tell you uh, what's doing what if that makes it's, any sense. It's well, like we are just saying though, it's there, there's so much going on in all these different continuities that it's how the hell do you keep track of that? I I mean like um, you know like I'm I I'm a big fan of like the Star Wars back when it was um, right right uh, the expanded universe before Disney got their hands on it so actually like, it's funny that you bring that up so in 1989 the first what was what DC called the Elseworld imprint um was released so it was actually a story that was considered out of continuity but it was considered a world in kind of that multiverse they they call a uh, dc called it the elseworlds uh i don't know if right, you guys know right. what what that means uh, uh yeah i'm well yeah yeah. yeah so that was actually uh gotham by gaslight it was a batman story where batman was in victorian london fighting jack the ripper that story's really good um in blackest night i want to say is another one. Oh, that's where, right uh, where Bat what bruce, bruce wayne, wayne was uh, got a Green Lantern ring right after his parents were killed. Yes, that's right. That's another one from actually back then. I remember they made a whole line of Batman Elseworld stories where like yep. one was yeah. he became a vampire. That was uh, a trilogy. Blood Rain? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There was three of them. Yeah, there were three of them. Uh, that was a trilogy. And then also one of the big big ones that I'd like to mention because it's probably one of my favorites is the mm-hmm. Red Sun Superman storyline. Ooh. Oh, that's not to, classic. Not to, uh, that is really good. Not to sidetrack or, or not talk about that because I do want to jump into that, but um, Justice League The Nail, I think, was a part of that line as well. What happened in that uh, one? I don't, I don't remember that one. That, that was what if uh, Ma and Pa Kent on the way to go like out, out on the drive where they eventually find like little baby Clark, what if their truck got a uh, nail in the tire and they had to pull over? Oh my god, they never make it? Nope. So what happens? No. Uh, little baby Clark is picked up by Amish people. Seriously. Dead serious. Whoa. So what does he do? Like churn butter even quicker? <laughs> Super yeah. butter churning powers. Yeah. Seriously. He weaves so many baskets. Whoa. No. But he's lived in a lifestyle where he's taught modesty and not mm-hmm. leaving the culture. And so there is no Superman in the universe. I mean, he exists, but nobody knows he does. He's never done anything, and he right. and he never interferes with anything. Well, I mean, spoilers for the story: he does become Superman by the end of it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it, I'm just I'm just thinking what an Amish superhero would be. Like. I feel like I feel like that's kind <laughs> of the destiny of Superman, regardless. Uh, I don't know if you guys read uh, what story is it? It's a Superman story that kind of takes place in our real world where. Uh, Secret Identity. Yeah, Secret Identity Superman. Thank you. Secret Identity is really good. Yeah, Secret Identity is phenomenal. So Uh, what's the the hook with that one? It's an idea of uh, this this family who likes comic books, and they have a son, and his name is, they call him Clark Kent. Uh, People make... They're the the, uh, Kent family, and they they name their kid Clark. Yeah. And he's he's fucking pissed about it. Yeah, he is not (laughs) happy about that at all, but... Uh, as he gets older, he comes to discover he has the same powers as Superman from the comic books. That's a nice uh, inconvenience to have. Yeah, it's a really nice inconvenience to have. Uh, uh, it, it, <laughs> listen, it, it kind of it, it it seems kind of stupid, but to be quite honest with you, the the story actually turns out to be very. It's kind of a yeah a situation where now you get to see like is is your destiny based on how you're raised or like your powers or is it's just, it's a great story. Really good to read. It's really good. It's really good. Like I, I, I I agree. You know, you know what I was thinking? It sounds more like is, um, God, remember the movie Ed TV and the Truman show. Yeah. yeah. I I remember the the Truman show, but like people, people used to piss him on and saying that Ed TV was a blatant rip off a Truman show. And I never thought that was true because Truman show was what happens if your life is a sitcom or, you are on television, but you don't know. But the Ed TV was, you know, mm. like this whole secret identity. It sounds like the whole shtick is, is, you know, Superman, the real Superman is out doing his thing, whatever, you know, he's just got a moral compass and all that stuff. This is, you're in a world where there's a comic book about this guy named Superman, but you are that guy. It, it's, it, it sounds like it's like layers there in a way. There are layers. Yeah, There's definitely I, yeah, layers yeah. to that story. And um, like I said, it's it's I feel like that's one of those um stories that like I should have I should mention in, in our citations later on. That's something that people should probably read. Uh now, a, oh definitely, definitely. Now, but I heard you also mention too, uh something about Red Sun Superman. Because I, I think I heard they're making a movie on that. You took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to bring that back are up. Are they making a movie for Red Sun Superman? I think they're doing an animated movie. That, that, would would, that would make much more sense. That would be so good. So the premise of Red Sun Superman is if what... Break it down for yeah, me. Yeah, oh my God. So what if Superman, instead of landing in the American heartland, landed in Russia? 
during Soviet Russia. And a lot of these... uh, a lot of these Superman Elseworld stories is a lot of like, what if he crash landed here? Or what if he was picked up by these people? <laughs> <laughs> Superman's now a penguin. <laughs> a lot of the silly ones are based that way. Oh. Uh, there was actually a little bit after um, Red Sun came out. There's like there's a quote unquote sequel uh, where what if he, he crash landed in like 1960s Britain? Oh, it became Groovy, like a baby. British superhero. That's amazing. Yeah, I, apparently it's. A, I haven't read it, but it's it's played up as a comedy. That's fantastic. I need to I need to pick that up somehow. I don't. I've never heard of that one. But regardless, but you were saying Red Sun. So Red Sun, Red Sun kind of goes into this idea of what if Superman became a Soviet superhero, raised on Soviet ideals, raised on the communist ideals, um, and it tells you it goes through a really interesting kind of story where uh, Lex Luthor is an American is still an American businessman, but he's fighting against him for the American people, so to speak, you know, against the whole big red scare, the fact that, you know, the Soviets have a super powered individual. So it fuels the arms race of superheroes to fight against Superman. But you see, the thing about Superman, though, is well, my everything I've ever read with him or seen with him is that he's always been a very goody two-shoes he is and he's he's a goody two-shoes to the russian sensibilities at the time to what the ideas of communism and and socialism are he's he's so strong moral convictions Mm -hmm. but but i can't imagine you know the soviet superman saying like okay crush capitalism and flying to america and like you know kicking every ceo in the balls you know like like I mean, that wasn't what it was about for him. For him, it was more the idea of protecting the motherland, keeping the motherland, uh, you know, the Soviets Mm. safe, forwarding technology in the Soviet Union as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way you can you can summarize that character instead of Superman fighting for true justice in the American way, he he was fighting for the proletariat. So, okay, now with the with his comics, though, I mean, do um, do I mean there there's so much going on in DC. I mean, they they couldn't. Do, are there any other characters in it that are notable? Besides oh, Lex absolutely. Luthor? You have, yeah. you have oh, Batman. You've oh, got Green we, Lantern. We get Babushka wearing Batman. Oh, yeah, Babushka wearing Batman. No, he's wearing the uh, the big Soviet hat. The, the big I thought that, is, 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 No, the, the Babushka is the, uh, the, uh, the rag that... Oh, it's, yes. It's the, right, the old okay. ladies wear that. Sorry, I'm getting my Russian stereotypes wrong, guys. <laughs> Eastern European. No, God. he's he's wearing. He's a freedom fighter. <laughs> Batman is a freedom fighter fighting against the ideas of uh, totalitarianism that Superman represented, and he try and he tries to fight against Superman, and it doesn't work. On top <laughs> of not even a little bit, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no not a, not even at all. And on top of the fact that at this point, Superman actually also teams up with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Aren't they like technically not? No. So let me guess. They're married. Is, but... is, is one of them is Wonder Woman from Kazakhstan in this version? No, no, she's still from Themyscira. Every she, Wonder yeah. Woman's always from Themyscira. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, doesn't at some point uh, Hal Jordan and the American like Air Force Green somehow Lanterns? get a bunch of Green Lantern rings and like attack Russia and I... Superman? I want to say that Lex Luthor had gotten the ring, and then yes, Lex Luthor captured had the enlisted... ring. Yeah, and then I had had he found a way to reverse engineer it, and then gave it to all of the uh, the Air Force. That's yes. correct. So you at one point had a Superman versus like twelve, twenty Green Lanterns at once. <laughs> I mean, our 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 Air Force was the Green Lantern. Yeah, before. which is pretty amazing to be honest with you. And I right, like I it, think, it was cool. I, I feel I feel that's a 
good place right now where we should probably take a break, let the audience kind of take in everything that's been going on. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of our favorite multiverse storylines because there's a lot to talk about. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) Guys, stay tuned. Thank you. talking about the multiverse and all the various stories that come with it uh big bad universe that we exist in uh doug if you want to kind of just talk about um some of the marvel stuff because i know you you're a big fan of marvel and talking about all the things that they have to offer Uh, i i'm actually a big fan of both um i just happen to have read more Marvel than I think uh, you guys have had an opportunity to. Uh, my dad used to have comic book stores, so I, I kind of was privileged in that sense. Um, but, okay, so What If is a classic Marvel series. Um, it used to be a monthly. Um, and they would just ask, what if? And it would take like a Marvel event and ask what, if, what would happen differently. Like, uh, what if the X-Men lost Inferno? Inferno was a classic storyline where they fought some, you know, alternate dimension demons and such. And then, so basically, the what if issue uh, would be, you know, just the storyline of what takes, happens when they lose. And so I really liked the, the what if line as a kid. Uh, wasn't there a, like a what if the, uh, the Punisher actually succeeded in killing Spider-Man and then rolled it on into like killing the Marvel Universe? Actually, that was uh, not a what if. That was a series called Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe. Oh, well. Wow. Would that, would that be considered so, part of the multiverse? Uh, yeah. Ah, there you go. So what does the Punisher do in, Mar- in Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe? <laughs> uh, uh, actually, yeah, fine. Uh, it's no problem. I'll tell you. Um, so, so, okay, you know how uh, in the mainstream continuity, his family gets uh, gunned down by criminals or in the MCU by, uh, you know, black ops people. Right. Sure. Um, in this comic, his family is killed in the crossfire of a superhero versus supervillain battle. Oh. And after the battle's over, the heroes all come to console him, and he's just kind of paralyzed, and he just grabs his sidearm and shoots a few of them in the head. Uh, uh, so I remember specifically he shot uh, Cyclops and uh, Hawkeye in the head and I think someone else and I think Captain America blocked so, it. So Cyclops well, gets what he deserves? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I'd probably shoot uh, Hawkeye in the head too if I had the chance. So, I mean, who wouldn't? Come on. Oh, oh man, man. T- two characters I love. This is That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 
Uh, but after that, like, uh, he's restrained, he escapes or whatever. Uh, cause you know, they're like, yeah, he, you know, he snapped his, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you know, so he sets about, no, all people with powers and all vigilantes must die. I know that's a little bit of irony there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so, it's something kind of more like, uh, the old X-Men cartoon where it's, you know, everyone's just trying to, uh, kill or capture all the, uh, mutants. <laughs> he, he's just, you know, doesn't need giant robots. He just has giant guns. <laughs> yeah, but he sets about uh, basically hunting down uh, various heroes. Like it started with Spider Man, and it's Spider Man was fighting Venom, and they were both like really beat up, and uh, they crashed through the street into the sewer, and the Punisher is just kind of waiting there with a minigun, and while they're both staggering to get back to their feet, he guns down Venom. And Spider-Man, like, can't even stand up. He's too dazed. And Punisher stands over him, and Spider-Man just goes, why? And uh, Punisher just goes, because somebody had to be first. Wow. <laughs> what? Now, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good the line. The thing I can never yeah. get over with the Punisher, though, is that, like, how come, how come he's the only one that seems to be able to shoot other superheroes? <laughs> I mean, like, you, you would think, like... In any of the other ones, like how come, like like, oh god, yeah, just just think about it. Like imagine Civil War, just like Captain America comes running towards Spider Man. Spider Man goes, okay, whips out a Glock. And, <laughs> how come Punisher could do it? How come Superman, uh, Spider Man? Uh, he's, he's the only one with a license to carry. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a concealed carry license. He's the only one. He's the only one. <laughs> Forethought, man. Forethought, planning. I gotta tell you, I honestly, <laughs> I, I am not a big fan of the Punisher. I'm the Punisher doesn't work in the overall like regular continuity Marvel universe where there's these people with superpowers. A guy with guns just doesn't work. Uh, well, I, he's not meant to really interact with them much. No, uh, he's not. I never used to like the Punisher. Garth Ennis made the Punisher one of my favorite characters. I would argue that Garth Ennis's run is like the only good one. Well, for the most part, yeah. You're trying to tell me Frankencastle was good? No, so no, no, in, no. That in, was... in what sounds like a what if multiverse story, uh, Frank Castle gets oh, killed. Yes, I've heard this. And then gets like, literally, they, they turn him into Frankenstein. They do. They, they oh like patch stick him together with other people's limbs and shit, and then they, they bring him back to life. That's, a, that's this, because his name this is, is, a is, thing that is, happened. is Frank Castle. He's Frankencastle. That's. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like somebody they ran this they ran this, yeah. they ran so this as a storyline I forget the year, but but they did it in October. That's that's taking the pun way too far, man. Yeah, and th this wasn't like some Silver Age nonsense. This happened in like the aughts. It was supposed even to be in the, <laughs> It was supposed to be like some maybe. kind of gritty horror reboot to they were doing anything. Yeah. They, they were trying to throw anything at some of these characters just to, to do something different. I bet you that uh, writer is just more a fan of that NSYNC video where they're all dressed up like uh, Universal Monsters. Excuse you, that was the Backstreet Boys. Oh, shucks. And that was everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Backstreet's backs in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God. Hey, on, on that note. On that yeah. note. What yes. other? I can't wait for my Backstreet Boys MCU crossover. <laughs> Let's go, Disney. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, back to the what if, though. But as a series, uh, what if continued. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys killed the Marvel Universe. <laughs> well, they First one in line. Let's go. They're killing our flow right now. So, um, 
No, no. So what if it was a monthly series, usually uh, a single issue, uh, nothing long, just, you know, very self-contained, occasionally a two-parter. Um, they discontinued as a main series a long time ago, but uh, after their, like, major events, like, you know, that they tend to do every year, uh, they'll often put out a couple what-if issues about, you know, different things that could have happened in that, uh, you know, scenario. Right, right. Didn't they do, um, and I want to say this was either the early 90s or the late 80s, um, you know, the Fantastic Four got lost, so we had, like, the quote-unquote new Fantastic Four with uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, and the Hulk. Wasn't there a what-if that, like, the Fantastic Four never came back and they, they, they stayed on? Yes. Yes, there is. And also, there's a random one I love because it's my favorite as from my childhood. <laughs> What if Aunt May became the Herald of Galactus? No, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, so... That's not a joke, by the way. That was a thing. Yeah, Wait, also... What? Yeah, it, well, it was a joke issue, but it did happen. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, so for fans who may not know, uh, the X-Men and Dracula, surprisingly enough, have a pretty long history. <laughs> really? <laughs> not, and, Ooh, tell and, me more. And the most amazing part about that is it's not a multiverse thing. Wait, they, so they actually yeah. interact in 616. Mainstream continuity. With, Drac- with uh, Several occasions. I, I, I'm sure that this is just Wolverine versus Dracula for eternity. Dracula's um, a major character in the MCU. What are you talking really? about? Of course <laughs> he is. I mean, Bla- is. Blade is a major character in the MCU, wait, so... Wasn't there a big storyline with Dracula versus Apocalypse? Yes, there was. Well, well, it wasn't a big storyline. It was a four-issue miniseries. I mean, it, I mean, it's big for Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, it's a huge... Yeah, it, I mean, that actually took place in main continuity too. It just took place in the past. Um, I mean, it makes sense to have vampires. I mean, space is filled with them. Yeah, no, you no, would, I, you I would, really no would, seriously, you would never know if there's vampires in space because you look through a telescope. How do you see through a telescope? A mirror. <gasps> oh, somebody get Neil deGrasse Tyson right. on the phone. <laughs> we got to fund the space force. <laughs> I for, I for, I forgive you for that tangent because that made me laugh. But <laughs> now, uh, my favorite issue as a kid was uh, what if Wolverine became Lord of the Vampires, and it, it was set during a real storyline where uh, Dracula was kind of in the middle of transforming uh, Storm into a vampire, but like over time. Oh, for some reason. I do remember Ooh. that. Yeah. So can we stop for a minute on the Storm being a vampire? Isn't that like a thing that is actually in the Marvel universe right now? Uh, that, I, I want to say there's uh, an no. alternate version of Storm. I, I, I there, say there, is. There, there is a what if of like what if she actually became a vampire, and I want to say she popped up in uh, Secret Wars at some point as like Bloodwind or something. Uh, uh, Bloodstorm. Am I wrong? Am I going crazy? And, there we go, Bloodstorm. And, and Bloodstorm is actually a character from uh, another alternate reality miniseries called um, Mutant X. Okay. Which is where mainstream 616 Havoc, Cyclops' brother, got shunted into this parallel universe and uh, teamed up with a bunch of alternate versions of the X-Men that had all been warped in some way. Like Storm was a vampire. and uh, I feel like there's but, a lot of storylines with alternate, sto- like alternate X-Men. Yeah, well, there really are. It, isn't the current X-Men just like... The original team from the past brought to the view, brought to the present. Uh, one of the teams of X Men, but yes. Anyway, Doug, you're making my head hurt. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, so Mar- I'm a fan of comics, and Marvel's confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> I'm the idiot of the group. 
No, but uh, yeah, so that was just my favorite as a kid because Wolverine uh, comes back as a vampire, over, will, overwills Dracula's control over him, kills him, and then basically goes about turning all the heroes and villains into vampires too. And, How does that work though? Wouldn't Wolverine's healing factor stop the, I guess, vampire uh, infection? Uh, it actually, I don't know how vampires work. It actually did in a recent incontinuity storyline where they <laughs> fought Dracula again. Of course. Wow. Uh, I, I'm telling you, they, multiple encounters. All, all I can think now is, is I always hear about the alternate version of the room where Tommy Wiseau wrote Johnny <laughs> to be a vampire. <laughs> maybe Johnny Vampire. Maybe, just maybe Johnny Vampire. Now it doesn't sound as crazy hearing all this shit about the Storm and Wolverine becoming a vampire. Oh man, I really want I really want the MCU uh, the room crossover. Good oh, Lord. sign me up. Book it, Disney. <laughs> I just like the idea of Lisa being a Disney princess. <laughs> anything for my princess <laughs> Lucy you're so sexy <laughs> oh my god oh hi Logan <laughs> how's your sex life <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what's funnier that or oh hi Scott I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm one of those few people who has not seen the room you haven't lived I know I know you, you can't feel me glare or you can't see me glaring at you I know. you can feel it it's it it's it's palpable. It, it needs to be done. Like uh, that 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 movie. That movie's an experience. It's not even a movie. You know Somebody I mean? explained you know it best as as a film student. You should watch that so you know exactly what not to do when making a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, to get back to get back on track of alternate realities in an alternate reality a multiverse situation, that movie was actually good. It won awards. <laughs> you, you mean it's not? Exactly. Um, speaking of the the amount of alternate universe X Men running around, didn't they form a team at one point? The oh, uh, no, the, uh, no, specifically no, uh, the alternate that, version. That's different. Oh, um, yeah, it, it didn't stick consistently with mutants or X Men characters, but it is how it started, and it is a perfect example of using the multiverse in several different ways. Okay, so okay. Um, a bunch of alternate versions of characters that you all know, um, or most of you know, anyway. Uh, name five. Uh, Sabretooth. Uh, I know that guy. Mimic. Blink. Mm -hmm. you, would know, okay. you would know Blink through the movies. Okay. Um, okay, you wouldn't know Thunderbird. Uh, uh, I do, actually. I don't. Oh, fair enough. Um, uh, Thunder. Okay, have have you ever seen the X Men animated series? Yes. You know the stereotypical Native American guy running in the in the credits? Oh crap! That guy. That's Thunderbird. Thunderbird. I was thinking of um, oh, who's the wolf guy from uh, Mortal Kombat Three? Nightwolf. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking of. There you yeah. go. And uh, there's also an alternate female version of Sunfire, uh, an alternate reality version of the daughter of Nightcrawler and the Scarlet Witch called Nocturne. I just like the fact that two of these characters so far are the names of Pontiac vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, there was Blink and there was Sabretooth and uh, Toyota Camry <laughs> and, and Honda Accord. <laughs> but anyway, so these were all pulled from... What if Wolverine... <laughs> Bought a Mercedes and ran over the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But these these alternate versions are all pulled from different realities drive. by this uh, force called the Time Broker. Um, 
And basically, they're tasked with saving alternate realities uh, from like these points of divergence that aren't supposed to happen. That would make the reality crumble. Like Wolverine driving over the universe in a Mercedes. <laughs> yes, just like that. They, they, Tell they, Cyclops they, I made him a convertible. Yeah, Cyclops <laughs> would be sent to stop them. So they they jump from uh, universe to universe, or like uh, parallel worlds, all kinds of different ones. Uh, and one of the interesting things is that whenever one of the characters dies, and characters die frequently, uh, they are <laughs> like immediately replaced by an, an alternate version of a different character from a different universe. I'm I'm stuck on this whole car things. I was hoping that their spirit would be put into a car, like that uh, television show. Morph could turn oh. into a car. I mean, at, at this rate, because uh, I want to say that Marvel had the rights to Transformers. I thought they still do. Do they? I think they. No, they're not writing Transformers is IDW, I believe now. Because they really missed the boat. Yeah, seriously. Oh, they could have just thrown Optimus Prime at, on, in any of these what-if stories. Oh, my God. Done and done. We did it, guys. Yes. Book it. <laughs> so, go. No, but as, as, as a kid, I really ate up the, the idea of these what-if stories. Because, like, I really loved Marvel when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, up until about the Clone Saga. And that burned me. Yeah. Um, which I, I feel like we all would probably have our own stories about speaking, that. Um, speaking about Spider-Man, actually. So Spider-Man actually had his own kind of multiverse situation, too, where they called something, a storyline that they called the Spider-Verse. Did you guys hear about Sp that? Yeah. The oh, I, is that that, uh, that Sony movie that's coming out soon? It, it's actually roughly based on the Spider-Verse storyline. So in the Spider-Verse storyline, it turns out like there's also like Marvel has this weird thing where um, there's like some kind of interdimensional web that connects all the different Marvel universes uh, mm -hmm. where there is a Spider-Man. And okay. at one point that the, all the different Spider-Men are being hunted by these uh, interdimensional spider, spider vampires, if you will. Oh, Jesus. Back yes. to the vampires. Yes, back okay. to the vampires. <laughs> what is with Marvel and these vampires? <laughs> all right, Paulo, what you're telling me here is that Marvel went, hey, you like Spider-Man? Everybody's Spider-Man now. That's what they did. That's what you they... get a Spider-Man, and you get a Spider-Man, and you get a Spider-Man, and you get a Spider-Man. There's, there's everybody is Spider-Man. There's. Did they do a um? And I, I want to say too, after this, they ended up doing a sequel called Venomverse, which is literally the same thing I just said. They were like, "Yo, everybody's remember Venom." How remember how? Remember how sick Venom was in the '90s, bro? Everyone is Venom now. Wolverine's got a Venom symbiote. The Avengers are all Venom. <laughs> They've done that. Marvel, there was, Marvel there was a has done that multiple times. There was a bunch of dinosaurs times. in Manhattan that were all Venom. Ma Marvel has done that multiple <laughs> times. Yes, they have. They have. It's uh, like I wish I could say that that was, that was like a part of their Venomverse storyline. But yes, they had multiple versions of uh, of stories where everyone became Venom. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, they're, they're running it Symbiote now. Symbiote Island, something like that. I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, like, it, it was like yeah, it was like yeah. Spider Island or something. That's right? and everybody sounds, was Spider Man. Yeah, that sounds they're, like a weird Thursday afternoon Fox reality television show from the nineties. <laughs> there's also, I believe, it was the uh, New Avengers or Mighty Avengers issue where uh, somebody triggered uh, a satellite doomsday weapon that Doctor Doom had in, which is basically like a symbiote bomb, which basically just you drop on a city and it explodes with symbiotes. It just yeah, yeah, take yeah. over everybody. Yeah. And that, that was just like a one or two issue thing. 
but yeah, it's happened a lot in the past. Yeah, like I'm not trying. Like, I feel like I come off like like I'm hating on Marvel a lot, but like, man, when you just keep recycling these things to see if they stick, it's like, uh, it's tiring. No, I know, you I know, know what, what I mean? you're yeah. talking about. I, I feel like Marvel. They're, they're... Marvel's like, yo, you like Dracula? Everybody's fighting yes. Dracula. Yo, you like Beowulf? Venom's Beowulf now. <laughs> or Gren- Grendel, excuse me. Like, yo, you like Beowulf? Venom's Grendel now. That's actually a real thing that's happening. Uh, really? That's currently long, Venom, yeah. isn't it? That's currently yeah. a thing. Well, no, so going back to what? the Spider-Verse, which is actually... <laughs> yeah, exactly, what? <laughs> but going back to the Spider-Verse story, which is actually really interesting because what they did was they took the more popular alternate Spider-Man. So, for example, they took... The Spider-Man Noir, which was a Spider-Man from the yeah. 19... Like a detective era <laughs> Spider-Man. I just like that you keep saying Spider-Man now. <laughs> you know what? You're not the first person to freaking to do that to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go call my lawyer, Jeremy Spider-Man, attorney at law. <laughs> I, I, I remember Howard Stern making that joke around the same time as the first Spider-Man movie. You thought I was saying Spider-Man? <laughs> well, He's like a Jewish guys, man. Th- this joke is from Friends. Come on, we, yeah, we are. I got, we are. I got Jerry Spider Man and Antonio. Oh, I hate Friends. X-Men. I hate Friends. Yeah, I, 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 I know. And are you trying to tell me you're not going to be there for me? Oh goddamn! Well, no. I, I was thinking of uh, Futurama. How come he doesn't eat the smaller one? <laughs> ah, right, right, right. Well, so one of the things that came out of that Spider Verse storyline was um, they introduced some actually interesting characters. Like some interesting alternate Spider-Man. So, for example, we have from that Spider-Verse, the Gwen Stacy version of Spider-Man. It's an alternate universe where instead of uh, Spider of uh, Peter Parker being bitten by the spider, Gwen Stacy got bitten by the spider. Ah, isn't that the Spider-Gwen? Yes, yes Spider-Gwen. I believe Gwen. it is. Yes, and she's actually... Got Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen. Wait, 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 wait. All right, I'm going to sound really stupid. Was she the, uh, the other love interest in Spider-Man yes, 3? the original. The, the original, original blood, yeah. And she was the she was the blonde one. Yes, mm-hmm. the one that uh, the one that dies at the end of Amazing Spider-Man two. Spoilers for that movie. Don't go see it. It's not very good. Oh my oh, god. None of that. none no. of those Spider-Man movie held up. I keep saying it. None of them hold up. I enjoy two to this day. So here here's the thing that like because I was saying before how how Marvel will just take a, an idea and run it into the ground. So Gwen Stacy Spider Gwen got got popular, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh man. Let's see what else we could do with her. Gwenpool exists. Oh God! It's Gwen Stacy, yeah, no, it's Gwen Stacy as as, uh, as Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Oh man, Deadpool's Deadpool's really popular. Everything's Deadpool. The, the uh, Deadpool core exists. You got Lady Deadpool and Baby Deadpool and Dino Deadpool, Dracula and Deadpool, Headpool. Most, I'm, I, I'm sure. It, I'm most, sure. Most Dracula of them are Deadpool dead now, exists. though. For the record, they had like a Deadpool war where they decided that they needed to get they rid did. of them. Pontiac Firebird Deadpool. <laughs> But on the, on the plus side, though, it was all of the extraneous Deadpools killing each other and getting rid of them. I mean, this is this is this is one of those reasons that I personally, at least on on a personal level, prefer Firebird with the Deadpool. Message. Prefer the DC multiverse over the Marvel multiverse. Like the Marvel multiverse is kind of all over the place, and they run things into the ground. The DC multiverse actually writes interesting stories with what yeah, they're doing if anything they try not to run these things exactly you know I mean? so for example they had a storyline in um 2014 called the multiversity oh, with grant morrison writing that i, I don't know if, so if you guys have read that or have had it just kind of recommended to you i've seen monsters university does that count <laughs> it's, <close. laughs> it's, it's pretty much the same thing yes clearly. Uh, well, what's even funnier too is that the the French version of Multiversity also has uh, George Saint Pierre doing a voice. What? Whoa! Yeah. 
the uh yeah the the french language version of monsters inc university has george st pierre i am very disappointed in your performance <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, former ufc welter and middleweight champion well so kind of just to give you an example of what the multiversity is is, is actually grant morrison taking the what dc does is the 52 universes that they have that are kind of you know they're they're multiverse they're everything that exists within their continuity within their um universe and it maps it out and it writes a story of superheroes from different versions of these earths coming together to take on a threat that is a giant multiversal threat yes. it's almost like a, a a multiversal version of the justice league they, they kind of put together to to protect the multiverse as a whole yeah and when, when when and when paulo was saying that like grant morrison mapped out the multiverse that's not even like he's not even being facetious no he's being literal yeah there, there is a literal map that's drawn out. yes Ooh. a map that actually exists and puts you where every single one of the multiverses exists in the written universe of the marvel of the dc universe and they actually use that in like the the actual map is in a panel of that dark knight's metal book that we were talking about earlier which is probably going to have to be an episode in and of itself that we'll talk about at some point oh uh, yeah the dark knight's metal is is crazy expansive oh, yes yeah so and, and interesting so so where, where where do you say you get this this map you're talking about you can just buy it online or something you can actually know it's, it's, it. it's literally in the yeah. comments. oh or, yeah you could google it yeah oh but okay seriously bring it up now that multiversal story is fantastic the multiversity mm. is probably one of the more interesting books written that use like, so for example you have a one universe that has uh it's kind of like a cartoon universe like DC's version of the Looney Tunes without it actually being the Looney Tunes, so to speak. Oh, you're, you're, you're talking about the Zoo Crew, yeah, right? Yeah, Zoo Crew. Captain Rabbit. <laughs> oh, it, Captain Carrot's Captain fantastic. Captain Carrot's fantastic. He eats a carrot. He's a bunny that eats a carrot, and he has, like, superpowers. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He, fight, he he literally fights with cartoon logic. Nice. That's exactly. Like, it, it becomes... And they have we have Barack Obama Superman. We do. What? Uh, yes, Barack Obama Superman and his wife, Michelle Obama, as Wonder Woman. That is only fitting. It's it's a lot of fun. No, it I'm really, just, it, it I'm really just, is. I'm just saying, man, because Michelle Obama, man, she she looked like she doesn't take anything, you know, like oh, she doesn't. Yeah, like that's one of the reasons why I like I yeah. bring up the Spider Verse because the Spider Verse was one of those actually really fun and well done Marvel multiverse uh, multiverse stories because they actually have mm. a main a main threat that they have to fight. Uh, they bring in characters from other universes and use them. At one point, they bring in a Japanese mecha Spider Man. Oh, wait, so did they bring in the Japanese Spider-Man from the 70s? Yes, I was about and, to say. Yeah, yes, the Japanese Spider-Man from the 70s mm -hmm. in his mecha to fight against <laughs> these guys. Yep. That panel was fantastic. I lost it when I saw that because it's not something you always see. And it, it harkens back to an age where like people are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they, they brought that up as part of a universe that's there. It, it was, you know, I, I personally thought it was kind of catchy. So I'm I'm was, sorry, man. You, you, had, reference. you had me sold at Mecha Spider-Man. <laughs> what comic book is that in? That's called the Spider Verse. It's literally just it's look the, up the Spider Verse. It's part of okay, and it's All its right. own. It's its own kind of little universe, and you don't really need to read a lot of backstory to to kind of understand it. They do their own little background before. Right? Have, yeah. have, have anybody? Have you guys seen the trailer for that uh, Spider Man animated movie? That looks fantastic. Movie yeah, it does look pretty. It neat. does look I really not. good. I do really like the idea of Don, uh, Donald Glover voicing uh, Miles Morales. I was about to say that was starring Miles, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and of beautiful because honestly. 
I was just going to say, honestly, a lot of people thought Donald Glover should have been cast as Spider-Man. Like, I mean, and I don't mean Miles Morales Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Peter I, Parker. Yeah. Because frankly, I think he could play either character. I think I think that guy could do anything. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. I'd argue about everything he does. I'd, I'd argue that he's he's one of the funniest comedians of the past ten well, years. He's one of the best musical artists of the past ten again, years. Again, yeah. so dope, like, yeah. Again, that's an that's another example <laughs> of Marvel doing multiverse right. So the character of Miles Morales is actually from the Ultimates universe. Now we've covered, mm. uh, we've talked about the Ultimates a little bit, where it's a reimagining bit, yeah. of mm. the Marvel universe for people who kind of want a more nuanced, newer take on it. Like it's more modern. Right. You know. Peter Parker is a teenager again, as opposed to being an adult yeah. now, where he is now in the main Marvel continuity. And, and you don't, and you don't have to deal with the backstory. You, it's just fresh start. Exactly, and yeah. you right, get right, right. you reget the backstories, uh, which is what was great about the Ultimates. And again, I feel it's one of those must reads if you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because a lot of the characters from the Ultimates. Um, are now just part of the main uh, Marvel exactly. universe. Exactly. Not only are part of the main Marvel universe, but they're also the basis of what they created the characters for the cinematic universe. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. And we, we will touch upon that in a, in a future episode. But so, so, so now the ultimates though, is that, do I just, if I want to get into the ultimates, do I just look for ultimates or is it like ultimates? And then there's a specific character. You should read the ultimates volume one, the ultimates two volume one. Yeah, don't um, read Ultimates, and, and then that's it. Look, I was, I was going to say uh, the Ultimates is stay away from Ultimates three. The book that's just Please. the book that's just called the Ultimates is basically Ultimate Avengers, but there's also mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, all of them great. Ultimate Fantastic Four is fantastic. Yes. Like, like, no, like, like no pun intended. Yeah, um, it's amazing. I was never really into these characters, and who knew making three? Or who knew making the four of them? Like. Eight, like all 18 years old or making like Ben Grimm in like his, his early 20s mm. would have made him interesting. Who wrote it, Ultimate it Fantastic Four? That was Bendis. Uh, no, no. Ultimate that, Fantastic Four? No, no. No, it wasn't Bendis. Yes, it was. Was that, was the that, author was that Mike Rose? No, it's Bendis. Is it really? Yeah. He wrote them. He started them. Well, so really? he started them, but yeah. I don't think he wrote the entire... He wrote no, it he... up until 19, uh, issue, number, uh, issue number 18. Okay. So, all right. So, Ultimates... Yeah, as far as Marvel goes, check that out. Spider Verse, check that out. Um, now, from what you guys are saying, it sounds like recommending anything else from Marvel is a bit of a hard sell because uh, Exiles. You got uh, Exiles is a, a just. It's if anyone remembers the show Sliders, it's basically superhero sliders. Yeah, that's a good. Way that's to put a it. good way to put it. Yeah. Wait, Exiles? E-X-I-L-E-S? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, just like the word. Not uh, not like the letter X dash Isles. Like, well, well like, if yeah. it's from the 90s, you can't be too sure. No, I, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's from the 90s. It's from the, I thought it, it was late 90s, early 2000s. It might have been late 90s, but I thought it was... Uh, let me see. Well, the whole... Like, does got know. 2001. Uh, we weren't quite out of the whole X stream everything right at the beginning of 2001 yeah it was it was on its way out but i actually one of the suggestions i like to make to a lot of people is if you kind of want to see again another good crossover um with the mainstream marvel continuity and something else i like to recommend marvel 1602 to people because that's that's written by neil gaiman oh Oh, the guy that did um american gods and sandman yeah yeah, yeah. yep oh yeah and sandman yeah so that's so here's here's my Sandman the Metallica song? Yeah, man. (laughs) No, something much better. Yes. Go ahead, Ed. Sandman's fantastic. No, 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 where I was going with that is that 
Marvel 1602 is a really interesting concept until you get to the plot twist. Ah, well, do we want to let the readers? And do we want to let the readers find that out? Or do no, we want no, to? Like, no, no, no. Just, no, no, just no. knowing that there's a plot twist. Yeah, exactly. Already We've already, already said too much. He's yes. been dead the whole time. Yeah, but to me, it ruins the whole story. It cheapens the whole thing and, and kind of like harkens back to, to Marvel dropping the ball. Well, well, I think that means we have to let fans figure that out. That's, that's I think fair. I think that's more do, for people to, people to decide. It's one of those kind of polarizing stories. I personally love it. I think it's very well done. The plot twist kind of makes sense. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of makes sense to why everything happens the way it happens in the story. Um, but I mean, I guess that's for the audience to decide more than anything else. And then we also spoke about the Secret Wars from 2015, which is the collapse of the Marvel multiverse. Now, would I need to read, be well read on traditional 616 and um, uh, Ultimates before I read something like that? I'm going to say, without reading the 2015 one, I'm going to say yes. Am I wrong in this? It's complicated. I, I oh, want I want to also agree with with Ed that it is, but at the same time, you can take it as kind of like its own story because uh, it's exactly what we mentioned, where Doctor Doom pretty much becomes God and reforges um, some semblance of a world, and he calls it Battle World. It's pretty much different bits and pieces of the Marvels Marvel different universes, and kind of makes it his own so that everyone can survive. Yeah. Yeah, where I was going to go with that is like you can read it as your own thing, and it, I guess it's like a it's a fun standalone story. But if you know what's going on with like the Ultimates and and, and every and everything else that he's like patch sticking together, then it's a lot of fun. Yes, where I feel like when DC does things like that, it definitely helps if you have the background. But if you don't, it, they explain it for you. Yeah, mm. I actually have a great example of an alternate reality, alternate universe Marvel story. Uh, that would be great for that. Uh, Earth X. <sighs> That's right, Earth X. It's a it's a trilogy. Uh, Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X. But you can read Earth X and be happy with it if you don't feel like reading the re- uh, the others. I was, I was just about to say that that Earth X is pretty good, and then everything else slowly falls off a cliff. I, I don't know if it falls off a cliff, but it definitely goes in some weird <laughs> directions. But I I got some of it. Doesn't fall off a cliff. Definitely rolls down a hill. Yeah, but definitely. Uh, I, I like I like some of the tumbles though. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Earth X uh, was from '99. Universe X was from 2000, and Paradise X was from 2002. You know, if we're gonna talk about uh, Alex Ross painted um, graphic novels, oh, Kingdom Come. Yeah, I, oh, I, I was going to say Kingdom Come, but uh, I was first gonna say Justice. Justice isn't Just- so much a alternate story, though. I, it's pretty much what of the Super Friends got kind of gritty. Yeah, okay, you could say that. It, it's it's pretty much like the last will and testament of the Super Friends. I like <laughs> that. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put like, it. Because, shit gets real. Yeah, and then well, <laughs> going on, and then just to kind of wrap it up with one of the last examples, uh, the Kingdom Come storyline, which is an alternate uh, telling alternate of, yeah, an alternate future of the... Um, of the DC universe of what happens yeah, when yeah. like DC gets a little too gritty and all of a sudden like superheroes <laughs> decide to retire. But yeah, then what, what happens if, if the older versions of like the justice league have to deal with like the gritty extreme nineties? Yes. Yes. That's, that's actually kind of, yeah, I like yeah. that. Whoa. Yeah. But it's a really, it's a really, really good read and very beautiful. Kind of, kind of what it sounds like. What if the, the DC universe is that again? It kind of sounds like the, the the Incredibles in a way. That was kind of like the whole shtick with that is that uh, you know 
50s era superheroes in the modern era. Uh, they have to stop being superheroes because they're all getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a storyline in uh, JSA. Yes, that is a storyline in JSA. Well, we'll talk about that in another yeah, episode. Yeah, Kingdom Come, though, amazing. Must read. Yes, another one of those must reads for for um, multiple Everyone. stories. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Doug. It's a really great read. Um, well, I think that's about time to wrap it up. So just to kind of recap, uh, you know, the multiverse is a complicated place and there's a lot of stuff that we can read that we can recommend to read um just to give you like a quick short list on things and guys add anything if you feel uh that i might have missed anything but uh christ on infinite earths by marv wolfman written in 1985 uh it's the story that pretty much puts the multiverse of the dc universe in its kind of main main storyline uh, on the map on the map will. if you will yeah that's correct and then there's superman red sun by mark millar and that's in 2003 now uh graphic novel uh batman gotham by gaslight by brian augustin and that's was published back in 1989 the multiversity by M grant morrison 2014 draws yeah the map. exactly and Great then reads. on the marvel end you absolutely have to read the ultimates by mark millar as well from 2002 yeah. spider-verse by dan slot uh, and honestly, Dan Slott's Spider-Man run in general, just add, but he, he plays with a lot of fun stuff in that. But uh, Spider-Verse, to be for sure, back in 2014. Secret Wars by Jonathan Hickman. Again, if you want to go into the process of finding out more information, you would have to read his entire run of um, The Avengers. And that leads up into Secret Wars. Uh, and then again, Marvel 1602 by Neil Gaiman. Uh, Earth X, I believe, was also mentioned as a must yes. read. Uh, who wrote uh, Earth X? Do you remember? Uh, yes, I do. Is that it Mark Wade? Uh, no, no, it was Jim Kruger. Oh, gotcha. And then one last one for DC that, in my personal opinion, is a must must read is Kingdom Come by uh, who wrote Kingdom Come again? Mark Wade. Mar yeah, that was Mark Wade by Mark Wade. That was Mark Wade. Yeah, and drawn by the beautiful work of Alex Ross. And I don't know if you guys know, but he is one of the most famous for drawing the hyper realistic, actual looking like a person right uh, artwork yeah he usually does yeah, covers he drew the series yes yeah yeah that's a great which, one which was all he also uh did the art for earth x he did do the art for earth x you are correct huh yeah all the more reason to read earth x yeah yeah uh guys and is there anything i missed i would just like to tack on exiles uh the original run by judd winnick um that was from 2001 uh, judd winnick's fantastic too he really, he's really underrated, man. Yeah, I agree. He's done so much. Yeah. Ed, you got any recommendations, or you think we covered Dude, everything? Dude, we'd be, we'd be here all night if I was recommending <laughs> multiverse type stuff. I mean, it's not so much a, a, a multiverse thing as it is, as it's like a love letter to, I guess, the character itself. But All Star Superman. Yes. Yes. Classic storyline. Classic storyline written by Grant Morrison as well. But it, it was recent, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it, it's, it came it's out a recent instant classic. classic. Yeah, exactly, instant classic. And you know what? If we're going to talk multiverse, I don't think we brought this up at all. Um, speaking of just instant classic stories, American Alien. I haven't read that. Uh, Superman American Alien, uh, written by Max Landis, and I forget who did all the art, but it was uh, pretty much a, a Superman story starring Clark Kent as a, uh, as a kid. Interesting. And his story leading up to him being Superman. Oh, sounds good. Well, you heard Actually, here, folks, all the other recommendations was, that we've got. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say there's just two things. Is that uh, that what was that name of the Superman one where he's uh, in Russia? Red uh, Sun. Red Sun. Red Sun. I am definitely checking that out. And if Marvel's ever listening to this, freaking make a Pontiac Firebird Deadpool. 
<laughs> uh, get the rights back to Transformers. I need Pontiac Deadpool versus Optimus Prime. I will see it. Well, that about wraps wraps it up for us tonight, guys. Uh, again, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. You guys want to sound off? This has been Doug. I'm Ed. Say bye, Matt. And I'm Paulo. <laughs> Thanks for visiting us tonight. Have a good one. If you have questions, a topic you would like us to cover, or wish to simply tell us all the facts we screwed up, feel free to contact us at layman's guide to the multiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit our website at layman's guide to the multiverse.com. intro music is Dance Rocket, off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane, and is licensed under an attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license, off http colons forward slash forward slash freemusicarchive.org Our intermission music is Crinoline Dreams by Kevin McLeod off Incomptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash, and our outro music is Miami Nights Extended Theme, also by Kevin McLeod, off IncomTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash.